broken to you gotta have faith what is faith in Hebrews 11th chapter first verse the apostle Paul writes faith is the substance in things hoped for and evidence in things not seen one playwright wrote that it it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black it's belief when no one else believes Dr. King says if you don't believe in something you'll fall for anything this is a podcast about faith this is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. So this is, I think we call it Black Friday. This is March 31st, the, uh, the eve of Easter. I'm sorry, it's Saturday. <laughs> Black, this is Black Saturday. I think Black, for, Black Friday's in November, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right, exactly. We had Holy Good Friday Saturday. yesterday, Holy Saturday, and yeah. this is the eve of Easter Sunday. Black Saturday Sunday. This is Red Clay with Craig Dickerson and Deb Character. How are you doing? Hey, happy Holy Week, everyone. Happy Holy Week. <laughs> so many things. Happy baseball. Happy <laughs> Passover. Spring yeah, exactly. Sprung. Spring has sprung. Blue moon. Uh, there's <laughs> a, a, a blue moon tonight. There's yeah. a blue moon tonight. Yeah. Everything's happening now. <laughs> it is. So we're going to tackle um, the book of John, 11th chapter, verse 25 through 27. But first, uh, I'll open us up in prayer. Yes. Please. Okay. Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning, uh, the eve of Easter, the eve of you giving your life for all of us. And we thank you so much for you um, sacrificing your life. Um, we ask that you bless us as we read your word and take in your teachings, and um, we spread this word to anyone who listens to this podcast. And we ask that anyone who listens to us uh, for everything that we say and we do is blessed with the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? <laughs> <laughs> we've been up. We've been fed. Yes. <laughs> we tried to do a good deed, but our recipient was missing. It'll oh, still yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, there was a homeless person, and we tried to um, feed him, and he disappeared. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't have faith in us. On yeah. the grander things, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, hope, you know, so hopefully he, he's doing fine. Well, I picked this these passages or this passage because as I was thinking about Easter, you know, there are so many, there's so much scripture from that actual time, but mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to hearken back to what the promise of Jesus's crucifixion was, and so that's why I chose these lines. I think that's great because we can get really sunk into the crucifixion and really <laughs> sunk into the resurrection, sure, and there's sure. a lot to talk about. I think this is a good overview. Okay, yeah, I okay. appreciate you bringing and short this. And sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so here it is. This is for the NIV version. Jesus said to her, and the her is Martha in this case, "I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies." And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We're just reading. He asked, do you believe this? Mm -hmm. I don't think he ever did that to any of the other apostles. Like, listen, it's almost like, are you listening to me? Are you, what, you know, what do you think? It's, it's. 
I, 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 maybe I'm wrong, but I think you know he's talked to the apostles all through mm-hmm. his traveling towards. Um, he more admonishes them for not. Believing yeah, he sort of admonishes them. To <laughs> yeah, he, he sort of sits there and reminds them like, "Who's in charge? I'm in charge." You know, uh, right. constantly. And this is like, and and we even before and after this passage that you picked, there's some really amazingly human, personal things in this chapter about Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. he weeps. Yeah. yeah. You know, because he sees the sadness of, you know, her loss. She just lost her brother. Mm-hmm. And he just starts to... He, 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 he chokes up. He gets emotional like a, yeah. like a real human. Right. Kind of vulnerable. Kind well, of, I think he's also of, seeing his own death and who would weep for him. And, yeah. And yeah. He's, it, he, but it's so incredibly poignant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... and and beautiful because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, he's, he's not, I mean, we think of Jesus as just this like always covered in aura and, and power and, mm-hmm. you know, authority. Mm-hmm. And this is a really like face to face kind of Jesus. Yeah. You know, like I'm here with you <clears throat> and I'm feeling with you yeah. and with I'm talking an, directly to and you. And with a normal person that doesn't follow him around every right, day exactly. and to wherever all he goes. Just and I should give context. Uh, this is the death of Lazarus. Yes. So mm-hmm. in the very beginning of John 11, basically Lazarus is uh, – Manny Lazarus was sick. And it talks about how he was sick and he's on his deathbed and he dies. Yeah. And so Martha and Mary go to Jesus and, you know, tell him. Can yeah. you do something? Well, yeah. they ask him twice to do yes. something, and he's like, not right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then four days later, he goes to them, and Lazarus is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And and isn't it interesting? I'm sure Mary, um, they'll probably say, hey, we, went, we needed you four days ago. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> now he's dead. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. But I think you were saying uh, during when we were eating breakfast that Martha still believed. Yeah. You know, Martha had no problem with, you know, okay, you're here now. I think, she, you know, I think uh, in my reading of it, I, mm-hmm. and she talks about, yes, you are the one who's supposed to come. You are the one who's going to save us. Mm-hmm. She still sees Lazarus's resurrection as happening in the future when, you know, when everyone mm-hmm. gets resurrected. Yeah. Uh, in, 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 you know, in whatever time that happens. Yeah. 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 She doesn't realize that it's happening now mm-hmm. and that that Jesus is mm-hmm. manifesting the promise now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So verse 20, uh, John 11, verse 20, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. I wonder if one <laughs> sister believed and one didn't, or well, one had or one some re- they, Like we were talking about how people react to things differently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I was talking about how, let's say, if if two people are um, being mugged, let's say, you know, like um, somebody just stuck a gun in your face and says, hey, give it up, and it happens to two people at the exact same way, one may say, oh, my God, it was so traumatic, but he didn't pull the trigger, and, uh, boy, I'm so happy I have my life, and, wow, we need to, you know, we need some tougher gun, gun laws. No one should have a gun. Mm-hmm. The other person may say, oh, my God, it was so traumatic, and it was so, oh, I'm so angry. I need a gun. I need to protect myself. And and you, and you were saying there's a third person who just lay, who just say <laughs> just, just say yes. I don't want to get I don't want to leave out the house into anymore. A ball. It's, it's all right. I'm just gonna go home. Yeah. And I lock the right. door and be you know, overwhelmed by my emotions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Jesus is coming down the path. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll see him when he gets here. 
Overwhelmed <laughs> by your fear. But uh, Marianne Williamson posted on her Instagram yesterday yes. about the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to read a little bit. This sure. is from The Course in Miracles. Resurrection occurs when the mind becomes purified by unconditional love or forgiveness, causing a reaction that nullifies negativity. When we surrender our lovelessness, God himself delivers us beyond the ego mind and the suffering it produces. And then they use the crucifixion as an example of that suffering. Mm -hmm. That is the miracle of Easter, the dissolution of fear and the reemergence of eternal love. And then um, where is it? We don't, uh, I don't, I'll have to look for this other part, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's basically that the, you know, the crucifixion is freeing us yeah. from, from the things that are holding us back, our sins, yeah. our fears. Yeah. When we think of the death of Christ, we think of the death of a physical person and the flesh and the blood. And if you've seen the passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. all of the goriness of it, but it's also the death of sin, right. the death of the things that hold us back from experiencing, you know, true joy. We were talking earlier today about how a lot of people try to avoid pain Mm -hmm. through drugs and through other things or or by escapism. People like to run away from pain. People aren't used to pain. People even join Hare Krishnas or, you know, they, uh, they do Zen meditation or whatever to have a world where there is absolutely no pain whatsoever. But pain is inevitable. I mean, there will always be an amount of pain. It shouldn't be egregious pain. Mm -hmm. But... I think that when I think about the resurrection and when I think about, you know, the release of, I guess, the fear mm-hmm. of, of pain, I think God, it's, it's Jesus's way of telling us, listen, I'm, I can take this, but I want to be sort of an example for you. You can take it as well. Right. Maybe not as much as me. You know, we shouldn't be crucified to the cross, but we're going to endure. We're going to endure pain. You talked about it, Craig, in a couple of other podcasts where he yeah. tells the disciples, listen. Yeah, prepare yourself. Yeah, things are going to happen. You're going to suffer, and it's going to be unjust, and mm-hmm. it's going to and it's going to hurt. You know, this get be prepared for that. And people, I think the apostles understood that. <clears throat> I think a lot of people understood pain and death at that time. the The whole thing about the resurrection, but and and in this example that you brought with Lazarus, it's that we suddenly see, you know, God has the power cosmic power mm-hmm. to take away death that's mind-blowing no one has that kind of power no one mm-hmm. and so this, this is, you know this is incredibly you know effective you know and a lot of people you know that's why i think a lot of people have problems with christianity because it is it's like that stuff doesn't happen in everyday life. No, it mm-hmm. doesn't. It does not happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called faith. That's why it's called faith. <laughs> That's yeah. right. But, uh, but I liked your quote. If, if you bring the idea of resurrection, if you bring the idea of like, you know, I can tackle these things. And to your everyday life. It doesn't just yeah. have to be at Easter. This right. Is, That's exactly right. This, you know, it can be whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you're, you're trying to tackle at this particular moment. If you can tackle that, you've done a bit of that. You've mm-hmm. gotten a bit yeah. of that. you got a bit of that cosmic energy that takes away the sting of death. Jesus mm-hmm. did you know? it, and so can we. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you're doing it. You know? They say in the South a lot, my cross to bear. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I use that phrase all the time. Yeah, I love that analogy of the cross, you know. Mm-hmm. Can you take on the burden? I mean, I think when I think about the analogy of taking on the cross, like let's say in work, you know, there's sometimes where I see someone is doing a lot of, a, a lot of stuff, and I'm like, hey, can I help you with that? You know, can I relieve some of that burden Mm -hmm. can i carry some of that cross Mm -hmm. 
if I know that I'm enduring a sort of pain to relieve someone else of the pain, then it's like carrying the cross. It's like, you know, we talk about our good friend, I'm not going to mention his name, that you help out all the time. We all do. We have yeah. a lot, We all have these connections. I mean, uh, you know, trying to help our, our parents or sure. trying to help our family members or trying mm. to help friends. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. They need to communicate to us, and we need to make sure that there's an open communication to them. I mean, yeah. that's that's what's great about the, you know when we pull apart these verses, and it's what we get constantly is there's this involvement. There's this kind of like I want to make a relationship with you, and yeah. I want you to have a relationship with me. Yeah, you know, Martha, I want, do you believe? Do you really believe? Yeah. Do you yeah. really believe this cosmic crazy stuff? And she's sure. like, Yeah, I'm buying it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then that moves him. I support I mean, you. And Moose, because he's like, yeah, somebody believes me. Yes. Somebody gets it. And, and this is before yeah. he's performed the miracle. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not afterwards. This yeah, is right. not like, now do you believe? This is like, are you ready to kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, there's some crazy stuff going to happen. Well, <laughs> and know? then even at the tomb of Lazarus, he turns to Martha again and he's mm-hmm. like, do you believe that I can do this? Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, yes, yeah. I, yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. Yep. I love the humanity of this script because scripture. Because and he weeps again. Yeah. Right. He's like, oh, gosh, this is cool. It's, yeah. it's like it's her, happening. her love is supporting his path. Yeah. That, yeah. Re- that relationship is is sustaining both of them. Yeah. Yeah. The really human thing is so is so beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And yeah. I was telling Debbie, I think, uh, you know, that uh, the ironic thing in, in you know, and and this is later on in Matthew <laughs> 16 in the Luke, where it seems like Christ goes to the women to tell them the message yep. of of this kind of cosmic kind of reality with God, mm-hmm. and they they're like, uh huh, we get it. Where it's like, I don't think the apostles get it first. (laughs) I think the girls get it first. It's almost like God was saying, like, you know, the guys are going to be really skeptical about this. So I really need need you to be grounded and smack them around. The the girls are getting it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, because a little bit later on, we talked about in Mark 18, where Jesus has talked with Peter and says, listen, you're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted and you are going to be, you know, people are going to ask you to denounce my name. Right. And people are like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll be fine. And Jesus is like, listen, you know, you're gonna de- you're gonna deny me three times. Yeah, you're gonna fold. <laughs> he yeah. says to them a lot. Listen, listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And the women are like, we're, we're all we're there. Yeah. But the humanity of it. I mean, you have Martha who goes to Jesus, mm-hmm. and Mary who stays home. Well, that's just one Mary. There's a lot of Marys. There are a lot of Marys, of course. <laughs> Mary, Lazarus's brother. Mary, <laughs> I mean, Mary mother, mother of Joseph's Lazarus. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, you, Craig, you talk about it all the time. Who do we see ourselves as? You know, do, are, are we Mary who stays in, in bed? Mm. Or are we Martha? Mm-hmm. When Jesus says, come to me. And she doesn't go to him sa- thinking... I'm going to go to Jesus because he's going to raise my brother from the dead. She goes to him because she knows that he is a, a, a savior and a teacher and a preacher mm-hmm. who can give her comfort and love. Yep. She's ready for the connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's ready to connect, you know, come what may. Right. You know, and who knows what kind of conversation she could have, she, she could have gone out there and say, where the hell have you been? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but still, right. you know, I mean, how many times have we discovered but, that? And yeah. still, she's bringing him into her house and saying, yeah. "Here's something to drink, and here's yeah. something." It's like to Craig, eat it's two a.m. Where the hell have you been? And it's funny that you bring that up. You know, like that Martha does not confront Jesus. Says, "Hey, he's dead already. What's your problem?" Mm-hmm. So there's a guy I'm reading. I always connect this with t- with news. 
So there's a guy named, uh, what's his name, Richard Phillips. He was convicted of a crime in 1972 of shooting someone, and uh, he was released uh, yesterday. And after 45 years of being in prison for a crime he did not commit. And so he's 71 years old. He was 27 when he um, was convicted. And he has, I'm looking at a picture right now. He has a big smile on his face, and, mm-hmm. he, and there's a quote. He's holding up his little yeah, his, release uh, papers. Con- yeah, re- release papers. And he says, there's nothing I can s- – oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the uh, prosecutor. Um, okay, Richard Phillips was upbeat, <laughs> saying the criminal justice system works. It just didn't work fast enough. Hmm. Wow. And he just, you know, keeps on and going. And that's kind of blowing your mind right now. It does it? blow my mind because <laughs> how can you not be bitter that, you know, it's – we always use the term, you know, like uh, Jesus or God doesn't come on our time. He comes on his time. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes those who are not Christians, it bugs us because, like, hey, listen, I need salvation right now. I need help right now. You know, where are you? Mm-hmm. And – um Sometimes it's not going to come when you need it, but if you believe, you know, he will be there and you have to trust that, that he'll be there. So for this individual, uh, Richard Phillips, mm-hmm. 45 years, but he still had faith and he says he has faith in the justice system. That blows my mind. Right. <laughs> you know, a black man who, you know, was wrongfully convicted. Well, you know, it's, we can't live in this guy's shoes. I mean, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about death and we're talking about grief and yes. we're talking about suffering yes and these are all like incredibly complex issues mm-hmm. that we're all dealing with you know very differently and you know there's some that we think right should be right there on the forefront mm-hmm. you know like like we're telling all these you know youngsters you know grieve you guys need to grieve yeah you know that's what you need to do i mean that should be like right at right at the beginning mm-hmm. but there are all kinds of feelings swirling throughout sure. all this i mean I know that, you know, at times in my life when I've, when I've, like, when Chuck died, mm-hmm. you know, I grieved. But I have to tell you, quite honestly, one of the number one feelings was relief. He you know, it's like, oh, yeah. he doesn't have to suffer anymore. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have to worry about it anymore. And right. I know that seems very horrible. It's a real thing. And, and yeah. maybe this guy is just going like, oh, my God. I don't have to hold these horrible feelings anymore. Sure. I don't have to feel bad or, or, or like persecuted mm-hmm. or yeah. unjust. You know, I'm, I'm a free yeah. in so many ways. It's like the book of Job. Yeah. You know, Job had to endure all sorts of, you know, torment. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, he was, he, you know, he was blessed mm-hmm. after his, his years of torment. I mean, it's that tension, you know, that's just kind of let go. Yeah. You know? But also think about you – know, we talked about um, pain and how people endure pain. When I think about Easter, when I think about you know, the procession that Jesus goes and mm-hmm. carrying that heavy cross until you know, there's a, a Samaritan – not a Samaritan, but you know, someone who helps him carry the cross. Mm-hmm. And then that Friday, he gives his life up. He knows he's going to endure this pain. He knows he's going yeah. to be persecuted. For something he should not be persecuted for. I mean, it's basically just believing mm-hmm. in something that no one else, or at least the Romans, don't believe. But he knows he has to do it. He knows it's his assignment. I have to take this pain. I have to do it. And he knows what a crucifixion looks like. And exactly. How oh, yeah. And that was kind of the worst way to do it. Yeah. That was, yeah. The, that was the worst way to go. And it just it tells me, I mean, like we always complain about, you know, whatever foibles happen within our lives. And, oh, woe is me for this or that or the other. 
none of us have to go through what Jesus had to go through. And these passages are often th- these these this scripture particularly is often used at funerals mm-hmm. to comfort to comfort the families and friends of people who've lost someone yeah. to remind them about salvation. Yeah, I mean you know I don't I mean when when things happen when crap happens to us and you know we feel death mm-hmm. or suffering maybe not directly mm-hmm. but from people we love and care about around us or are you know even people in the world that we identify with you know i mean i think we inevitably i mean one of the things that's really complex about this week and the crucifixion of christ is i start to build these walls up against other people mm-hmm. i mean i start to like just reel it in and just become focused on myself and my own kind of feelings because it's like i feel like you know that was a mob that did that that was a group that did that i can't trust yeah. Those, I can't trust people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I build up these walls mm-hmm. around myself. Mm-hmm. And this this story in, you know, in the way that it unfolds in the and the miracle and the resurrection of Lazarus, the resurrection of Christ himself, mm-hmm. God is kind of like breaking that wall down. Yeah. You know, just saying I'm going to come through that. I'm mm-hmm. going to penetrate that yeah. and and help you understand. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you need your individual strength and you need your individual grace, but you 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 damn need to connect with others. Yes, that's exactly you know, right. And and it may not turn out pretty, mm-hmm. but you can't isolate yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to break that wall, and I'm going to break it for you. Yeah. I'm going to help you. You know. It makes me think about um, we uh, last week there was the March for Our Lives and the 16 year old Emma Gonzalez, mm-hmm. the uh, the bald, um, I think she's a senior. Senior at Stoneman Douglas and, you know, her giving the speech and also just, you know, 16 minutes of silence for the 16 minutes that they had to endure. That was extremely powerful. And you talk about the mob that, uh, you know, there's a mob of folks, you know, both online and on like, you know, Fox News or, you know, conservative places who are just excoriating the 16 year old. And what you think about all those people um, on the march last Saturday, uh, more they say more people in the streets that's right then the population of washington dc itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no violence yep none and at all the marches around the world there wasn't and any all the marches around the world exactly and right. i think about the 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 young man who was shot in his family in sacramento that's and right. how they have you know they surrounded mm-hmm. the king stadium and they went to the courthouse right. and they raised hell with their voices no violence that's right they closed down mm-hmm. that council meeting none yeah. at all None. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to have faith in the mob sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? I yeah. mean, it's scary. It kind of makes me feel like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in that crowd. I don't want to do that. That's uncomfortable. Shit could go down and I could get hurt or I could hurt somebody or somebody could hurt me. Sure. You know? It's like, no. it's easy. It's easy to run away. But mm-hmm. the hard thing to do is to face it, to endure it. Mm-hmm. Just like Jesus Enduring or to witness it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could have run away from the cross. He could have said, "Whoa, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> not my not my gig." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But something you mentioned uh, during breakfast time, Deb, about service. Yeah. About I think it was was it Martha? Martha is often called the servant. Yes. Um, she's always serving the disciples when they come to visit, and mm-hmm. like when she greeted Jesus, she brought him into the house and started serving him. Mm-hmm. She She's always the servant, and then her sister Mary is always the one worshiping at Jesus' feet. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just the the, um, the 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 ways that we, you know, serve. Like everyone, 
I guess, uh, serves or, you know, like um, you, you have your own particular calling. When I think about service, I think about uh, we were talking about Sister Jean Schmidt. Yeah. Uh, of Loyola, um, Chicago. I got to check her Reg out. Reg always <laughs> got the news and sports connection. We have no idea who's listening to the podcast. He's like, oh, Christianity. Oh, wait a minute. They're talking about sports. Great. <laughs> but Thank you, Reg. If you've been following March Madness and uh, Loyola, Chicago, this teeny-weeny basketball, uh, men's basketball team that upended, uh, I think they, um, I forget who they, I know it was Kansas State. But they, they just took out, you know, team after team after mm-hmm. team. No one expected this team to go mm-hmm. to the Final Four. And today they're going to face Michigan. And, and she's her mascot? and she, she's, a, she's a 98-year-old woman who is a sister. A uh, nun. Yes, a nun. So, so now are they, are they known sister as the, the Virgin Mary. Are they known as the Fighting Nuns? No, no, no. That's an interesting image. They're the rebels, but, you know, she's a 98-year-old woman. I like it. Though. Who used to be a teacher. I can't imagine. I know. I can kind of imagine. I know. Actually. Who used to be a teacher in San Francisco who gave her life to God. Yeah. And we talk about, you know, a lifetime of service. I mean, I don't know if I can, I mean... We do this podcast, and you know, we give our lives, you know, in a little way to mm-hmm. God. But still, we have our day jobs, and we have, pe- we have our own lives or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a woman mm-hmm. who's given her entire life yeah. uh, to serving God, yeah. and has been doing it for the last fifty, sixty, seventy years, and apparently has blessed this basketball team. <laughs> yeah, and, and think about this: you have seventeen, eighteen, nineteen-year-old boys. I mean, we hear about men's basketball team like um, it was uh, Louisville. Who had prostitutes and strippers, you know, as a promotion to, to bring to, oh to recruit to, mo- to motivate. That's why Rick Pitino <laughs> is out out of the league right now. But these young boys are not motivated by you know TNA. They're motivated by a ninety-eight-year-old woman. Well, how lucky are they, praised, man? I think that's kind of cool. I think that's really cool. Who praises the name of God and has these boys praising the name of God and using that as motivation to. Knock out some really big teams. How lucky are they? That's well, cool. Nuns can be very inspirational. I have the fortune. And they can be very intimidating, too. They right? can. <laughs> but, um, we have a, a, a lot of close nun friends um, in our community in mm-hmm. Lubbock that helped us when my mom was sick and when my oh, dad was fantastic. sick. that's fantastic. And they're amazing women. And, I, you know, one of them came out here to visit her family, and I brought her up to, mm-hmm. to gave her a little tour of San Francisco and they're they're just wonderful women and it's you're right it's amazing to see that kind of devotion yeah and yeah. You know, like i said these are young kids i mean these are undergraduate i mean you know when you think about these basketball stars i know they're six feet nine six feet ten and they look like men mm-hmm. but they're boys yeah. and it's wonderful to have them motivated and i i draw the analogy uh, when we were talking during breakfast time this week we had three women <clears throat> that we have been following in the news we've oh, had at least yeah. Emma, oh, at least Emma Gonzalez, a 16-year-old lesbian, you know, girl who really just wanted to just, at 16, you know, what I want to do at 16 is just play video games and, you know, <laughs> make sure I pass my, you know, English exam and prepare for the senior prom. She just wants to do theater. Yeah, she just wants to do theater. <laughs> but now she's thrust into the spotlight, and now she is the um, the the sort of um, role model for simple, yeah. the, you know, the march against uh, gun violence. Mm-hmm. So we have a 16-year-old, and then we have Stormy Daniels, who... Has more validity than our par- our president right now. Well, right, exactly. You know, her sixty minutes interview was uh, had the greatest rating of any sixty minutes interview ever. I know. I mean, most people who had you know, you know, 
sex with Donald Trump wouldn't be proud of it. (laughs) I don't think she is. I'm not sure how much of the interview you saw. I'm talking about consensual. Yeah. Let me me, me just clarify. Most people had consensual sex with Donald Trump. She claims that it was. Who who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I would be bragging about it. (laughs) Then we have Sister Jean. We have three women who have taken different paths of their lives to, you know, get into the national spotlight and, um, it's you know it's 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 fascinating you know and it makes me think about and our maybe path. two out of three of them were not going for the national spotlight <laughs> right exactly. well you know here 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 in the scripture that we you know we've got women taking the lead exactly yeah taking That's the lead exactly right I think and Christ talking directly to them first yeah yes. and them listening eye to eye face to face you I, know uh-huh. listening to things and yeah. and responding yes and Jesus and Jesus being moved yeah. by them being oh moved gosh by them. yeah being you know like oh yes yes. You guys get it. You yeah. get me. I, I just know? love this this section, Lazarus um, resurrection, because you know Martha is often the when you see a slice of Martha, it's often always just Jesus admonishing her for saying, "Jesus, don't you think my sister should help me serve you guys right now?" And he and he's like, you know, he admonishes her. Mm-hmm. For we should complaining. We should mm-hmm. like uh, spend a little time maybe in the future in Mary Magdalene because there's a whole okay. bi- there's big sure. s- there's big story there we too. Can read the Gnostic Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you know maybe we should get Scott on that. Sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he would dig Scott that. Scott Monson. Yeah. Yeah, he was like trying to get us to mess with the Gnostic. Oh yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was like, I'm just trying to tackle the the, the regular ones right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy another microphone and um, headphones and get them on. Yeah. Yeah. He well, be, he might be into that. Yeah. So so back to the verse, like just like you were, who was saying earlier, was it you, Craig, or I can't remember? That was like it's kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. This promise and this gift. To yeah. us. It's yeah. a it's a it's packed this week. I mean, yeah, yeah there's a lot of cosmic kind of crazy mm. stuff happening. You know, yeah. really really tearful, <clears throat> sad things, and incredible joy. Yeah, it's a lot to it's a lot. It is in yeah. a three day cycle, yeah. especially. I don't know. I know that's the way that's the way it rolls this week here. But I think I want Easter our listeners <laughs> and ourselves to remember that this this forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Is, is granted to us every day. Yep. That's exactly that, right. That with this love and support that we can rise to. Mm-hmm. Just like just like Lazarus did, just like Jesus did. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we go to, um, ch- uh, I don't know if you, we, you know, there's some churches who do communion, I think, once a month. Some, some do oh, it you once, Protestants. once every week. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a reminder that, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember my pastor would say, he thought enough of you to die for you. Won't you think enough of him to live for him? Mm, and I love that, you know, little um, yeah. blurb where we're reminded, you know, every day of the sacrifice that Jesus gave to us. I, so. And that song that I like. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I am the resurrection. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am the life. Yeah. He who believes in me will never die. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I can't. I don't know the the, the whole thing, but uh, yeah, I. I, I always bring the weird song. <laughs> Craig's looking at me like, yeah. "What just I, happened?" I, I don't know that song. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I love the Lazarus because this Lazarus verse is a precursor to what's going to happen to Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like in a movie. You know, you see a little little thing that happens early in the movie. And it's sort of the shout out to what's going to happen later on. That's yeah. why the do you believe is so important. Yeah. Do you believe, Martha, that this can happen? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in the re- that I can do some 
mm-hmm. work here in Resurrect Your Brother. Yeah. Yes, I do. And he's speaking to us. Do we believe? Yeah. Where is our belief? Yeah. Well, and what you say in the preamble, I mean, having faith is the things that haven't been seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Inc- he's making no promises to her. Yeah. He's saying, you know, Paul. what yeah. if I just told you just to throw your belief out there? Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm not telling you what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, you but know, again, she's thinking. I'm telling you in a very ethereal way. Yeah. Like, I can take away and God can take away the sting of death. Mm-hmm. Can you um, can you just like say I believe I that. believe that yeah, yeah. and th- without any evidence without any any kind of like promise mm-hmm. I mean before we had covenants mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. agreements yeah. sure right God says I'll do this you do that yeah here's just like what if I just mm-hmm. said like just believe in something and there's no evidence of it you go for that and she's like mm-hmm. I absolutely do. Yeah. Boom. She says. Is, is, and, and, and it brings him to tears. He's like, this is what I've been trying to tell people all along. Yeah. You, know? And you know, there are a yeah. lot of folks who are maybe listening to this who are like, wait a minute. You're asking me to believe something that I can't see or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there are people who uh, they worry about cults or they worry about, you know, believing in something that is not. You know, when I think about believing in something and I, ju- and I just have to trust blind faith. Mm-hmm. I think about um, sort of where the um, the the source, like I like I, I so I you guys had uh, I put my bike in you know your car, Deb, yeah, because uh, the the bike thing I went on a Kickstarter campaign the and lock. trusted that the lock, <laughs> it's like this lock, a Bluetooth lock would work. As it turns out, it didn't. But I read the reviews, and I was like, okay, so what has other people have said, and how are other people affected by, you know, are there testimonial stories? I think we do this all the time, like Yelp. We go on Yelp all the time and see, you know, what are the reviews or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when we think when we talk about the belief in Jesus Christ or whatever, it's not a blind, blind, blind faith. I mean, he's, he's you know, the Bible's been around for years, hundreds of years, and we see testimonials, and we and people are moved and motivated by that. So, and everyone well, has a personal motivation. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and it's just it. words, and, and, you know, it's just a book written by lots of people, probably, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. a bunch of guys, you know, and rewritten over and over. They agree, disagree, manuscripts, you know, thrown mm-hmm. out, redone. Mm-hmm. And I think when I'm talking and, and we're talking about belief in something, I mean, I saw hummingbird today. You've got a little hummingbird. Yeah. I mean, we can see things. We can see these little miracles and go like, oh, yeah, I see it. But what mm-hmm. if you don't? What if you don't see it? Yeah. I think, you know, God put a heart inside our bodies yeah. so that it's dark in there and all we can do is feel it. Yeah. We know it's working. We can he- we can feel it working. Mm-hmm. We can't look at it, but it's there. Yeah. And so I think, you know, when you can't see, you just have to dig in and go like mm-hmm. inside – Something works yeah. within me. Something works. It's. I, I mean, I don't think Martha and Mary have mm-hmm. any special powers. Right. I think they just mm-hmm. opened their hearts. Opened it up. Yeah. 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 And when I think about other people who ask us to believe, there's usually a quid pro quo. Usually money or too much of our time or something like that. Jesus isn't asking a lot of a quid pro quo. And here, it's like, listen, do you believe? Not for himself, but he's asking us to mm-hmm. treat one another. Right, which is not that bad respect. of a quid pro quo. I mean, you know, just love your brother. Yeah. Love well, your I'm, glad we're, I'm glad we're having this discussion because I thought when we were going to talk about crucifixion mm-hmm. and Easter and the cross and all these things, we were going to talk about symbols and ideas. Mm-hmm. We it, could. And if we could. Like to. Yeah. But 
talk about, you know, things would just get so muddled. Mm-hmm. Well, this, you know? it is the physical manifestation of a promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to release right. ourselves but, from fear. But I'm so glad mm-hmm. we're not doing that. Yeah. Right. You know, because, like, symbols, people mess up symbols sure. a lot. I mean, they'll use a symbol mm-hmm. to represent reality, like money equals happiness. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Happiness is happiness. Right. Money is something else. Why do we make a symbol sure. to explain another thing? Sure. Right. When it doesn't. Yeah. When reality is reality, it's all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. not symbolized by these things. Well, and we were talking earlier today that if we got a manifestation of mm-hmm. Christianity, oh, that's right. we would freak out. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we would be like, yeah. what is happening? Am mm-hmm. I crazy? I am awed and amazed. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we got the, vis- the manifestation <laughs> or the, if we saw a miracle today, we would mm-hmm. be so su- skeptical. Yeah, well, yeah. all the angels come down and what the, what's the first thing they say to the people? <laughs> Don't be afraid, please. Do be not, not be afraid. afraid. <laughs> and, and what are people? Mm-hmm. Freaked yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. If an angel appeared in this room right now, I would freak out. Yeah. I'd say, get out of here. <laughs> or, or on the flip side, what if an angel appeared and he were a homeless person? We've talked about this before. If he said, don't Just be like afraid. that song? If he said, don't be afraid, I might. I might be all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's certain people. If he said, "Be afraid," I don't know. Sure, I'm but not, if you I'm treat <laughs> everyone with love and kindness and respect, That's then right. you don't have to be afraid that you've treated a deity or an angel or <laughs> right with. <laughs> if you treat everyone the same, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right, and I think that's the lesson that you know Jesus gives to us. It's like, listen, this is my example. I'm giving myself to you. Are you going to give yourself to someone else? Maybe not in a, you know, something as extreme as a crucifixion, but just giving your time. What if God were one of us? Right. God is one of us. Mm -hmm. He's inside with us. He needed one person at a time, but it really, you know, Mm -hmm. know, he needs that individual faith, but Mm -hmm. it really takes a bonding to make things happen. Yeah. I mean, it takes a group. It takes a mob. Mm-hmm. It took a mob to to do all this devastation. It takes a mob to to bring it out, you yeah. know, to bring out the good stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. conversely, it just takes an open heart it, and love. Yeah. 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 And also, and I've talked about this before, when I think about the crucifixion, when I think about Easter, I think about the pain that Jesus has endured and a lesson to us. We can endure it. Whatever pain we're going through. I mean, we, we talked over, you know, breakfast about, um, you know, the opi- opioid epidemic this week. Doctors have said that they are going to prescribe less opium to folks and instead get them to focus on, you Thank know, extracurricular activities and, and, and other things. Yeah. And really the lesson is, listen, I know you want a medicine for your pain. I know you want something to numb the pain, but I'm not going to give that to you because obviously we abuse it. You know, it's a way of avoiding the pain. Sometimes... I know it's 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 crazy, but you know we sometimes we just have to endure it, and know that it's not going to you know devastate us, or you know we we can we'll survive. Yeah, well, a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do endure pain, and uh, it's it's difficult. I mean, that guy you know released from prison after what? Sure. How many years? Forty-five years. Exactly. How painful? How painful was that? Emma Gonzalez, the sixteen-year-old. You know, she could have said, "Listen, I'm not doing the march." You know, people are talking about me on Twitter. Forget about it. But People said, that have emotional pain, do you think that they hold on to that because they can't forgive or they can't forgive themselves or other people? Or it's it's what do you poss- think? I think it's different for everybody. In my experience, people who hang on to toxic relationships or emotional pain or, mm-hmm. or endure it, 
And I think uh, do so because it's familiar yeah. to them. And, uh, and sometimes you don't know any different because, you know, all you're experiencing is this, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's the devil you know. Yep. Uh, you know, I'd rather deal with this because I understand that the arrest is unknown mm-hmm. and scary. And but it t- could be so much better. Yeah. It could be. It could <laughs> I'll, be. I'll tell you. So, um, I mean, I can talk about my mom who. It's who different for everybody. Yeah. 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 But yeah, working for the DA's office, we there was a case. Uh, there was a woman who was beaten badly by her husband. Mm-hmm. It was one of these, uh, you know, she was getting the divorce and there was a uh, temporary staying order, restraining order against him. And he violated it and just beat the crap out of her. And so we're prosecuting him. She has to be the witness. And we have a victim witness unit that deals with those who deal with trauma. And unfortunately, you know, she just held on to the pain as if she needed to emote to just get it out of her system. Oh, he did this and he did that. Oh, let me tell you, he did this and he did that and he did that. And unfortunately, some people can be victim junkies I, I, you know that's i mean some people they they the pain is so close to them that it's the only thing that they know mm-hmm. they they can't see beyond the other side well, it becomes an it becomes an identifying characteristic right i guess mm-hmm. you know yeah. this is how i identify myself mm-hmm. i don't identify myself as someone who's recovered mm-hmm. i don't identify myself as someone who is out of this yeah. element i've lived it it's my life it's consumed me yeah. it's me and I think the lesson yeah. that Jesus has in the crucifixion, he doesn't so much talk about his pain. Oh, my God, look what I'm going to have to go through. No, and look at you people. And I got to, if you just adhere to the word of God, I wouldn't even have to be, sacri- uh, be sacrificed. He doesn't do that at all. Yeah, he's no still placing blame. That's exactly right. No complaining. Right. That's exactly right. Well, there's a bigger picture. Yes. There's a bigger picture for that. Yes. You know? And he knows it. I yeah. mean, he doesn't. And he, he knows, knows the future. Know he knows it. he's going to be resurrected. He knows <laughs> yeah. about the resurrection. He knows that you know that he, there's a place for him in heaven. There's a place for all of us yeah. in heaven. Yeah. He knows who he's doing it yeah. for. Too. And so when I talk about pain, enduring pain, like I, I, you know, with my my biological mom who passed away, there was a lot of psychological pain that she endured, mm-hmm. and I tried telling her as a as a son, listen, mom, I know you're focused on the past and what happened to you. But focus on the future. Focus on the people who love you. Focus on the here and now. Mm-hmm. Focus on all the wonderful things that you can experience right now. I think she sort of got it. I mean, you know, she did go back to Washington, D.C. and reunite with her family, and that was a wonderful thing, and that happened a year before she passed away. There are a lot of people right now who are enduring pain. They're like, oh, crucifixion. I'm going through crucifixion. I've got, you know, rent to deal with, and my body's in pain, and... This and that and the this other, whatever it is. This person hurt my feelings. Sure. This person this person, Jimmy, betrayed me. Jenny left me. Jane, Jane left me. Yeah. Johnny left me. You know, mm-hmm. whoever it is. Yeah. Like, you know, the Parkland shooter. You know, why did that happen? Because some girl left him. And he wanted people to endure the pain that he was enduring. No one is thinking about the future. No one is thinking, you know, when you endure pain. A lot of times when I, when I hit my, sometimes I'll walk around in my, my apartment barefooted. And I'll hit. You know, a piece of furniture. I'm like, Ugh! but I tell myself, okay, just relax, breathe, and I know that in another half hour or so, it's all just going to go away. And I'll be at my job, focusing, working, and whatever pain I had to endure, that's gone. I mean, that's a small analogy, but that's how I think about pain because 
we can never, I mean, there'll never be a kumbaya wonderful life where there is no pain. You know, someone's going to get mugged. Some kid is going to get shot. You know, someone's going to be sexually harassed. You know, pain is an inevitable thing. But I think what Jesus is saying is, listen, if I can endure it, so can you. Plus, it's not, it goes away. Yeah, that, that's uh, exactly right. We can have moments of clarity. <laughs> that's you know? exactly right. You know, we yeah. can, have, we can yeah. embrace those moments yeah. of clarity, embrace that little resurrection that happens every day. You yeah. Know? And I'm not, yeah. I'm not suggesting, oh, you know, if you're in pain, don't go to the hospital, you know, just endure it. Yeah, what they'll I'm just saying. give you morphine and then... The, <laughs> Then the you'll be addicted. Yeah. The rest of your life right. is crap. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, we have doctors, and doctors are blessed by God to have the gift of healing you. So, by all means, do that. But I'm saying when it comes to psychological things, like, you know, there are people who go to psychiatrists, and the psychiatrists are really just trying to help you endure, you know, what you had to go to through. To rise above it. To rise above yeah. it. There are things in your past that you can never erase out of your no. heads or whatever. How do you erase bad memories? You create good memories. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically, try and look for that. Try and look for that change. Try and look for that healing wherever it takes you. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, some people do meditations. Other people have a margarita. I don't know. I mean, I really don't have the <laughs> sure, answers. Sure. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. None, of, none of us are saying that we do. But looking yeah. at the, uh, the scripture, especially Mary stays home. Martha approaches Jesus Christ. That in itself is an analogy. That's, um, let me see, what was that verse? Was that verse 8? Did I remember that correctly? Um, hold on for a second. When Martha heard, here it is, verse 20, 11th chapter, verse 20. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. <laughs> I mean, that alone is an analogy. Yeah. Though, you know, there are those who are running to Jesus, who want to hear the good word, who wants to, you know, be healed, who believes, who believes that they... Right, and you would think, okay, like if you... Some outsiders or people looking at that situation would say Mary loves her brother more than Martha. Martha's up and about. She's doing things. Mm -hmm. Mary is in her grief. Sure. I mean, there could be an analogy. She embraces the dead while Martha embraces the living. Well, no, I mean more as Mm -hmm. another uh, Martha isn't doing things the way we would normally do it. Oh, sure. She's not grieving as hard. But in the end, Mm -hmm. it shows that Martha's love for her brother is overwhelming. Yes. And, yes. And yes. that her belief in Jesus and that love mm-hmm. for her brother and her belief in Jesus is what brought him back. Exactly. That's that's exactly right. And then I always wonder, what does Lazarus do next? Like, okay, yeah, he gets <laughs> up, he you know he embraces Jesus and his family. How how does his life change? Mm-hmm. Like that would be an interesting story to me. Yeah. What do you do when you're resurrected from the dead? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have a, t- a story to tell, an amazing tale to tell. Well, I mean, I think all of us have been sort of touched by Jesus Christ. I think all of us have been healed. I mean, maybe not a physical healing, but we've seen instances in our lives where... Well, certainly we wouldn't be here today on right. this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very blessed. I mean, you know, I never thought I would have this kind of good friends at this <laughs> right. time in my life. Yeah. And I feel bad for Christ. I'm, I'm I'm glad he was God and could endure all that pain. But mm-hmm. when he was crucified, none of his pals were around. Right. I yeah. mean, they weren't near him. Mm-hmm. The women you know who was with him? The women. Mm-hmm. The women who were property, who weren't allowed in temple, who weren't allowed in school, who were considered second-class citizens, mm-hmm. 
Who's brave enough to be with Christ while he's dying? Not his pals, not the disciples. Mm -hmm. Where were they? They were away. They were protecting themselves. They were protecting themselves. Who was with him? The girls were. Yeah. They're the ones who are brave enough to ask for his I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. uh, but... I hope I'm lucky enough to have some girls around me, you know, and I think in all of our lives, whether we're living with people, Mm -hmm. lucky enough to have family, friends, spouses, brothers, sisters around us, Mm -hmm. or whether we're alone, you know, you know, we have, we have the relationship. We have that moment of clarity. We have that opportunity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to connect, you know, we can do it. We can do it. Yep. You know, uh, those those of you who have relationships around you, hang on to them, enjoy them. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly yeah, right. I mean, embrace them. And You're those lucky. of you who are isolated and feeling isolated, reach out. Yeah, find some. Mm-hmm. There are people. There's Martha and Mary's around, brave enough to be around you. Find that connection. You know exactly. You know, Fel- fellowship is really, really ready, important. ready, ready yeah. to help you in your suffering. Mm-hmm. There's people out there. You know. Yeah. There's people ready. Yeah. When, when yeah. you mentioned, Deb, you know, what would the Lazarus say? I mean, when I think about my life. So here's a personal story. I'll be real quick. I ran away from home. I ran away from home when I was, I think, 11 or 12 years old. And I just six hours from six in the morning when I left home to 12 p.m. When I arrived at there was an apartment in Maryland that we used to stay. And for whatever reason, I don't know how, I really believe it was by the grace of God. I found myself there. I basically walked from in the middle of Washington, D.C., past the Maryland border to this apartment. And, you know, my parents were like, how in the world did you get there? I mean, you know, you couldn't have just walked there. But I remember feeling alone, isolated. I mean, there were so many crazy things going on in um, with my family at the time. And I remember uh, the cops, you know, after 12. So a neighbor, an old neighbor said, oh, I know what happened. You, you must have ran away from home. And don't you know the TV, you know, apparently my face was on Channel 7 News or something God, How like long that. you gone? Six hours. I was gone for six hours. Oh. So in any case, um, the cops were like, well, listen, we can put you in a foster home or we can, you can go back to your parents. And in that one brief moment, you know, chart of the course of my life, I have no idea what I would have been if I had chosen the foster home. I was like, no, I'll go back to my parents. Uh, because for whatever reason, I just had belief that something good could come out of this. And mm-hmm. the very fact that I arrived where I was, I could have been abducted. Anything could have happened. So I'm very, very thankful that I feel that the hand of God was following me. Or I, I grabbed that hand, the hand of, of uh, Jesus Christ mm-hmm. when, I was, uh, when I ran away. Um, so, I mean, when, when we talk about, let's say, death. You talk about, you know, giving away the things that hold us back. Mm-hmm. When we have that death and when we have the resurrection, you know, being reborn in the name of God, we have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And it's important to tell that story so that others can be motivated too. Yeah, pain's going pain's gonna happen. Exactly. Suffering's gonna happen, but it doesn't need to be endured. I think I was lucky enough to learn that lesson too when I had my ulcer explode. And yeah, pr- you nearly died, right? Prior yeah, prior to that I just like had really bad cramps stomach cramps for months and months and months and i just kind of got used to the idea Mm -hmm. i was depressed recently divorced and i thought like well this is my life you know to endure pain Hmm, that's my lot it just kept getting worse and worse and i just you know like i use the analogy of a frog in a 
in a pot and you turn mm-hmm. the heat on, the frog doesn't jump out. Why? Well, he just gets used to it. Yeah. And uh, But once I had surgery, boom. I mean, I had every tube connected to me whatsoever, yeah. and I was just like happy as could be because mm-hmm. I suddenly realized for the first time, I'm not in pain any longer. And mm-hmm. it was it was more the realization of just not only the pain is gone, but, oh, my God, I don't have to be in pain. Right. I I mean, this, you know, pain's going to happen again mm-hmm. in other ways. Emotional pain, you know, psych, you know, physical pain, it's going to happen. Yeah. But there's no reason it has to be, like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> there's absolutely Ex- no reason at Ex- all. Yeah. Accepting know? pain and not expecting. I'm getting teary. <laughs> it's, just, it's true. It's like it was such a revelation. Yeah. But expect, <laughs> you know, in, enduring pain, but... Not having any expectation that things will get better. That's yeah. wrong. Yeah. But you're talking about the best but thing. But there are people, like I've told you before, yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, mm-hmm. that I've, I've tried to kill myself before. And there are moments in your life when mm-hmm. you can't see any way out. Yeah. And that, you know, you can't see any way out. But we need to be reminded every day that there is a way to rise above the pain that you have in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Exactly that's right. why I'm getting teary. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm so glad you did. Does it, this is something that, that, that and you, you know, can you kind of, like, well, you can kind of see is like that happened and it's not happening. Um, you know, growing up, I had a very contentious relationship with my mom yeah. and particularly in high school, it was very bad. And if I hadn't gone to Baylor, which is a, Baptist Christian Baptist school in Waco, Texas. In Waco, <laughs> oh I would Sorry. not have. I wouldn't have lived. I I, I totally con- attribute the fact that I'm standing here today to the fact that that community was exactly what I needed at the time. And they embraced you, and and, and you found a place. I found love. Yeah. That was outside of not cool. outside of my family. Yeah. That, I mean, I have good friends from my childhood, but there it was incorporated into your life every day. Awesome. And that was exactly what I needed. Yeah. And so then later on in life, mm-hmm. when I couldn't hear mm-hmm. or feel a connection with God, I panicked. And that was when Reg and I were talking in the car that one day. Yeah, when we were doing um, <laughs> Sick and Wonder of the World. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and like I said, I read, read, wrote about it in my journal entry because um, I didn't think, you know, a lot of people don't think about their spirit or their spiritual connection, whether you believe in God or not. They're like, well, you know, I'm having a bad day, having a good day or whatever. Or I, I really, I really yeah. think about my personal spirit and my personal connection, not only with God, but with people. Mm-hmm. Like I hear wonderful stories. I hear tragic stories all the time. I mean, um, you're not the only one. There was another person, I'm not going to mention her name, who also talked about um, feeling suicidal. Mm-hmm. And I'm always amazed when people share that because you don't have to share that. You know, you could have just kept that to yourself. I know, but I want people to understand exactly that right. there, there are options. Absolutely. You, even if you can't see them, yeah, reach out to somebody because they could show you the options. Or That's if you, exactly yeah, right. or, or if you tell tell them the way you told Dredge, yeah, you are the way I'm hearing it. You know, in the last few yeah. weeks when you've kind of like opened up a little bit yeah. about that. I mean, you you got me to contend with now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not I'm not burying this thing. Exactly. You know, I'm not I'm not putting a bandaid on it either. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're you know. That's the that's the nice thing about being able to, you know, when that when that cop found you and gave, and said like, well, what do you want to do, man? Right, what man. do you want to do, young man? That's right. And you have you that know? faith in your family. You know, mm-hmm. you know, lucky lucky for you that cop found you, right? Or and the, and and was mm-hmm. able to kind of like you know, mm-hmm. let you see that like, hey, 
I don't even. I'm not. A, I don't have to exist in my own little like crazy head. Exactly, and that's you know? the most important thing. We talk we, belief. That word belief is thrown around, just mm-hmm. like love is thrown around. Yeah, like a lot of people say, "Oh, I need to be more spiritual." I know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a serious thing. I mean, you know, the difference between someone believing in a future and believing in themselves and not is the difference between life and death. Yeah, you yeah. know, and connecting with other people essential. Right. Essential. Yeah. You Not know. just hey, what's going on? You know, yeah, yeah. how the how the how the um, warriors, how the A's or whatever. Yeah. I mean, serious. I'm going back to my home now and do yeah. destructive things to myself. I always <laughs> find it, you know, if I tell people about this podcast, they're yeah. they're always surprised. It's that I'm Christian, and then I think, well, what am I doing? That's you know, because I think of like I, that's part of a core of myself yeah. in my perspective. Yeah, that I'm a Christian, and so. I don't go to mass every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't try to push my religion on other people. I think that's what a lot right. of people think. Well, it's because the news people think evangelical means you're yeah. beating other people over the head I've t- with I've your talked junk. About I've talked about the yeah. religious right and how yeah. they've made Christianity yeah, into just, a bad word. They've just kind of ruined it for us. Yeah. You know? I just believe, and I believe in salvation, and I believe in treating other people kindly. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I just believe, you know, like, <laughs> love yourself, love your neighbor. If you can't. Do anything, do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't care what else you do. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care what you know, what you know, what you know, what you do, how you get your jollies. Right. Just care about yourself and care about others. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and fellowship is important. I mean, like we in our own little worlds, we've been Christians and we've known each other for well over ten years. Yeah. Yet this is the first time that we've connected. On a Christian level, that's true. Yeah, and it's an amazing and it's thing. Enjoyable. And it's kind of a sad thing. It's like, well, damn, why, why couldn't we have done this beforehand? <laughs> but whatever, hey. it doesn't matter. We're here now, All and right. we're bonded. And yeah. I hope that we, you know, can bond to the people who are listening to us as well, because it's amazing. And you know, like I tell some friends, oh yeah, I have a podcast, I have a Christian podcast. It's like, oh wow, I'm a Christian too. And all of a sudden they listen. It's like all you have to do is open your mouth and just say, yeah, I guess so. Say who you are. Yeah, I, I, at first I was really timid about it. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd just in. like the disciples. Yeah, the disciples I tell my coworkers, like, oh, okay, well, podcast, yeah, I'm a Christian <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's okay. I can't be there on Saturday. Right, I got the Christian thing. Yeah, going on. <laughs> but it's just like the disciples. The disciples were afraid to be with Jesus on his last day. Yeah, where were they? Right. When I first moved to San Francisco, you know, it's not. A, it's not. There are Christians here, mm-hmm. but it's predominantly atheist. Mm. I would say. And when I went to grad mm-hmm. school, I, w- I wore this gold cross that my friends had bought me, this James Avery cross, mm-hmm. um, for my 21st birthday. And I had to take – like I felt compelled to take it off after a few – a couple mm-hmm. months in grad school because my peers were making fun of me. Interesting. That's very sad. Yeah. You know, I've talked to – there was a friend of mine. Uh, we went to high school together. And she said that she was an atheist, and she started asking me all these questions like, well, I just don't understand. How could there be a God, and, 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 and the earth was created, and you know, we can't see him, we can't feel him, so how can I believe in something that I can't feel in, in whatever? And she just had a bunch of questions. I'm like, well, I can't answer the questions. I just believe. I mean, this is when we were in, like in, in, 20, in my 20s or what have you. Mm-hmm. So when I hear people who say they're atheists or agnostic, I'm not hearing them saying – Hey, I don't believe in God, period. It's like, well, I just don't know. It's like I'm more I'm comfortable in my foundation of believing in God, probably greater than someone else. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Scott Munson had said that he envied people who had a strong foundation because 
there are those who have all these questions, and there is no foundation at all. We have questions. All. Well, sure, we have questions. <laughs> we, but we don't question our belief in God. We don't no, question the existence right. of God in right, Jesus Christ. Right. Well, yeah, sometimes you do. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. and throughout life, I mean, I've always kind of, you know, I, I've come to grips with like certain times where it's just like, man, I'm, you know, there's hor- horrible things going on right now, mm-hmm. and I feel really isolated, and I don't think, I don't think, I, I don't think. I'd have a, what, 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 a loss of faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like some river I can just tap into anytime I'm thirsty. It's, it's moments of, of, of like, aha, I get it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and remembering those moments mm-hmm. and using them to kind of further the mission, which is, Okay, I gotta love myself. <laughs> God, yeah. All right, I gotta care about others. Oh God, what a pain in the ass sure. that is! You know? <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's using that faith yeah. to do that because it self-generates. Yeah, the more you do, mm-hmm. the better you feel. Yeah, you know. I mean, when you I know? think and about the better my, the other people around and, you and, feel. And and the fact that you're not doing and it keeps me off the streets too. You know? <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> when, I, when I think about my spiritual, my, when I think about my spiritual life. It's almost like um, someone's calling me. You were saying about your faith. So my, I, when I think about my spiritual faith, it's kind of like the stock market. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, sometimes it could be you know a couple of days of oh is you know I've That's got normal. to and I've got to make an investment. And when I think about stocks, sometimes you can make an investment in junk bonds. You know something that you know is like a quick fix. But, you know, the, the returns are, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, not that I'm into the stock market or whatever, but there are junk bonds where, you know, you have a quick high, you know, um, return. Like high yield. And high yield. But if you hold on to it too much, you know, it's going to go crashing uh-huh. down. And then the, you have the um, what they call the um, the they're the uh, the stable funds, um, savings bonds, or I guess, or um, treasury bonds, treasury bonds or whatever. Where you may not have a great, great high yield, but it's steady. And you know what your investment yeah, is going to And you know what your investment return. is. And it's funny. You were talking about you know, people who, in, who get their success or they, they look at money. Like, money will make me happy. Or, you know, yeah, I buy this or I do this. Yeah, or, you know, people this who use symbols satisfaction. To, to, kind of, yes, you know, to, it, to kind of explain other things. Symbolism, you know, yeah. like, oh, I got 500 Twitter feeds or, you know, like I, you know. Well, I think that's how a lot of people like think about Christianity. Oh, Christianity, oh, that means, that means you just, you know, want to have, be better than other people. Or you, you want to, you oh, want to, sure. you, you you, that means you, you yeah. know, you're, you know, you're not into other beliefs. And, you know, or you don't respect other beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, there have oh, been times no. in my life where I've sort of stayed away from, let's say, praying or stayed away from reading the Bible or, you know, just forgot about my spiritual what spiritual life. And I focused on other things like, oh, you know, I'm going to be in this play or I'm going to, you know, do this project or um, I'm going to hang out with friends or I'm going to a baseball game. Instant satisfaction. Oh, now I'm happy. But it's finite. And, you know, once the friends are gone or let's say I hit some serious trauma in my life and remember pain is inevitable, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you know, the, the so-called friends you have, you know, they're like, oh, sorry to hear that. Well, yeah. You know, a lot of <laughs> friends, they're like, hey, man, I don't, I, you're weighing me down. I don't want to hear any of this <laughs> crap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and you feel vacuous. You just feel really, really empty. 
and I find when I connect with people, you know, friends like the two of you, I know I can tell you anything, and I can have a lot of ups and lots of downs, but this is like my, my um, oh, shoot, I wish I could find that term, the, the treasury bond, the, that, mm-hmm. that savings bond, yeah. Mut- like a mutual fund. I think that was the expression that I want to get. When I think of my Christ- Christianity, it's like a mutual fund. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if anyone else believes or not, mm-hmm. but I believe in it, and it's one, the, the one foundation that I know it, I can never really go too low. But it uh, will be there. But it will be yeah. there. Yeah, I think that's why I kind of like – I like this this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, this feels like a laboratory in a way. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. we're kind of percolating and experimenting and making things. And I, yeah. and I feel the same way when I go to uh, you know my church. I feel like it's kind of a little bigger laboratory. And, and the reason that the priest is there and the reason that – the uh, the 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 Eucharist, the mm-hmm. ceremony, mm-hmm. the ritual is there, is very steady to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, very, it I mean, apart from the people and the fact that we're all kind of doing it together, yeah. we're all kind of standing up, kneeling, saying whatever together. Apart from that, is we need that priest to bring us out of our individual selves, mm-hmm. to make us connect, to say like, we're here because we're all God's children. Whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. whether we agree with anybody here or not, you know, no matter where we are, we're advanced on our faith level or we need, you know, uh, we need more than we give. Yeah. You know, wherever you are, the priest is there to remind you, to pull you out of your individual self. It's like, we need to all be together. Mm-hmm. We're here together. Right. Don't forget <coughs> that. And, right. it, and it's just, it's extremely important. That's why I like the in the I don't know if they do this in the Episcopalian service the peace be with you or the spirit be with you. Oh, it's a big deal to turn to the people around you and recognize oh, that there see, are other people. Oh, you guys are coming tomorrow. Like, yeah. Yep. 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 Everything stops for about twenty minutes because you have to yep. touch every person yeah. there. Oh, I is that love right? That. Yeah, yeah. You get, have to look around. All right. Yeah, get, see who your community is and yeah. interact with them. Get, nice. re- get ready. They take that real seriously. <laughs> okay. All right. It's okay. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a lot of Purell. That's okay. I have some in my purse oh. as well. I have some in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm, yeah, not, I'm, I'm not a germaphobe. His, his church also does holy hikes. It's actually at this oh, nice. time. Well, so uh, yeah, we uh, couldn't uh, go yeah, today. Father, Father Justin, he's a real outdoorsman. Tell, tell people, tell people um, about your church. Uh, yeah, about your church. Oh, S- San Leandro, All Saints, San Leandro Episcopal Church, a really small little church, but old. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, We're going to be at the 1015 service tomorrow. Yeah, if you want to what's the address? Easter service. I don't know. <laughs> I do. Hold on. It's, it's on a Dowling Boulevard in San Leandro. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I just I just wake up and point my car there. I mean, whether you go, <laughs> whether you go to this church or, or any other church, if you yeah. want to go to a church. This is All Saints Episcopal at 911 Dowling Boulevard, San Leandro. Hey. And the service is at 10.15. Should mm-hmm. be fun. And a potluck after. So if you do come, yeah. look for us. Yeah, we don't know what we look like maybe, but. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know what's being served except chicken enchiladas Daisy's making. So. Oh, right on. Yeah. So. I, I, and I was thinking of bringing a cake. Yeah. It'll be welcome, man. So. Nice. Yeah. We're past the hour mark. Oh, um, my gosh. Close this it up. is the time on Sprockets when we dance. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yeah. heard that in a long time. Yeah. I need a black turtleneck. Yeah. Bet my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to do the prayer? The sure. Okay. Oh, thank you, Lord, once again for bringing us all together. It's always wonderful. No matter what happens during the week or in our hearts or in our minds, when we can be together with you and 
wondering and asking questions and discovering your you know life through your word everybody feels good everybody feels blessed and everything works we thank you and we love you in jesus christ we pray amen amen Amen. well everyone have a wonderful um holy week wonderful uh, easter wonderful passover wonderful baseball that's right (laughs) (laughs) and go loyola chicago yeah go sister jean Go howl at the moon. Exactly. Yes, the moon. <laughs> Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe it all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which has made you turn your back to God. But you can still have faith. We ask you to listen to the podcast, even, list, even challenge us on Facebook or SoundCloud, and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up the iTunes app, click on Store, go to the search engine on the upper right-hand side, and search for You Gotta Have Faith, and you'll find us. If you're an Android user, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com, search for us, and you can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.